As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Yesterday, we sold close to 4,000 T-shirts on the website Big sale going on, danpatrick.com. T-shirts, just $10. We got hats there. Stock is limited, going fast. Head and shop at danpatrick.com. Get in on all the savings. Got a poll question. We'll update that. We'll check in with Nick Wright, co-host of First Things First on Fox Sports 1. He'll join us coming up momentarily. Jazz roll the Lakers last night, 114-89. to I know the focus will be on the Lakers because that's clickbait. But the Jazz have played extremely well. You may not tune in. Maybe last night was the first time you tuned in this season to see the Utah Jazz. But they're efficient. They are economical. They pass the ball. They shoot the three well. They probably get as many open looks at the three as any team, probably more so than any other team. What, McLovin? Oh, I can't wait to wake up in the morning, get to that YouTube clip of the efficient economical jazz. I I said that, that you may not, it may not interest you, but you're not a basketball purist and you don't understand the game. (laughs) I like some passing. I like some movement. And and, uh, Utah Jazz, they played extremely well. Now, does this translate into anything coming up in May or June? Probably not. But last night should have been about the Utah Jazz. It won't be. It'll be about the Lakers because they lost again without uh, Anthony Davis. The NBA playoffs scheduled to begin May 22nd, by the way. We have no updates on Tiger Woods. Once we do, we'll certainly pass that on to you. Give me the poll question, then we'll get into the popular Nick Wright from Fox 
sports first things first. If you were J.J. Watt, would you rather sign for $15 million with a good team like the Titans or Bills or Packers or a title contender like the Bucks or the Chiefs for $7.5 million? 83% say the Bucks or the Chiefs. Okay. Let me start there with Nick Wright, Kansas City Chiefs apologist. Uh, could you see J.J. Watt maybe joining? Why did I come on this show? What? It's unbelievable. Apologist. Is, at least you got my name right this time, Dan. Go ahead. You were going to ask me about J.J. Watt? Could you see him joining your Kansas City Chiefs to maybe help them win a Super Bowl? Yeah. I, listen, and as an added bonus for J.J., he could go from a fraudulent, awful barbecue city in Houston to the greatest barbecue city in America, <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, and I, the, the upgrade of organizations and coaches from the Bill O'Brien, Jack Easterby reign of terror in Houston to the Brett Veach, Andy Reid, tightly run ship in Kansas City, it, it's just night and day. So for all those reasons, alongside, he would actually get to you know play in and win a Super Bowl. Those things would all be good for him. It's great to see you, by the way. It's great to see you, Nick. Uh, a couple things to talk to you about. I don't know if you agree with me. The Jazz, they have been the best team in the NBA, at least record-wise. May not be exciting, may not have household names. It's been impressive what they did. But the Lakers are clickbait. So what is the headline today, the Lakers or the Jazz? But it's not because they're clickbait, but let me let me go to the Jazz first. I heard the beginning of the segment, but I didn't hear the very, very first words out of your mouth. It was odd to me. Why were you spending the open of this hour talking about the 2015 Atlanta Hawks? Or was it the 2018 Toronto <laughs> Raptors? I, I'm not sure. It sounded a lot like that. And this team, listen, I'm not going to go out on the limb and say they're actually, you know, going to be good in the playoffs. But man, oh, man, have you seen Jordan, Jordan Clarkson's true shooting percentage? Because <laughs> if you don't give them the respect, <laughs> if you don't understand that Georges Nyang is going to be just a playoff sniper, well, you're not a sophisticated erudite basketball fan. We've seen this team before. Okay, we but know wait, what this wait. are you yeah. not interested in the Jazz because they're not interesting or non-threatening? What's the well? I just there, there's a half dozen teams that, with a gun to your head, you would pick over them to win the title. Just like the 2015 Hawks. Remember the 2015 Hawks? They had their wins. entire team one Player of the Month. Do you know why that happened? Because it's like, well, we know none of them are that good, but they were 17 and 0, so we got to give it to them. We've seen this story before. It's a fun, nice, cute story, and I'm glad for the people of Utah that they get it. But this is not a this is not a contender in any stretch of the imagination. Now, the Lakers, we've also seen this story before. Do you know what this Lakers team reminds me of? The first Lakers team LeBron was on. It's like LeBron and a bunch of okay pieces because when you don't have Anthony Davis and Schroeder, but more so Davis, that's what this team is. And so, yeah, like the, I don't actually think either is a huge deal because here's what we know about the Lakers. If Anthony Davis is not around for the playoffs, they can't win the title. But he's going to be around for the playoffs, so I'm not overly concerned with it. And LeBron is having every – go through his basketball reference game log. It's usually January, but he has a down two weeks shortly before the All-Star break. He's, that's what's going on with him right now, and his shot has you know failed him for the last month. It'll come back. Lakers will be fine. This load management with LeBron um... – what should be the approach by the Lakers? What should be the approach by LeBron? 
I have, listen, I am, I'm 36 years old, which makes me a millennial, but there are certain things about me that I feel like I am of your generation, which you were, you're the silent generation, right, Dan? I'm not sure which one, Uh, but uh, whichever one it is, the, which is, I have this controversial take for people my age, which is when healthy and available, you should go to work. LeBron's healthy, he's available, he should probably go to work. And LeBron is in this odd, almost singular spot as an athlete, which is we operate from the perspective of we have to criticize him. So what? So if LeBron was taking a lot of time off, do we think that would be like, you know what? Smart. Good job, LeBron. Heady play. Not overworking. No, he would be criticized for it. LeBron is now being criticized for playing every game. Now, do I think guys in an 82-game season, it's smart to play all 82? Probably not. And LeBron's only done that in the later part of his career one time, his last year with the Cavs. But I also think the league was, Dan, three years ago in a very dangerous spot with the load management. Do you remember the nationally televised Spurs-Warriors game? Both teams were like on pace for 65 wins and nobody played. Kawhi didn't play, KD didn't play, Steph didn't play, Clay didn't play, and it was becoming a trend. And I think LeBron is helping stop that because while guys will still rest on some back-to-backs, if LeBron jumped on the Kawhi Leonard from last year load management plan, then it would become even more accepted, and that'd be terrible for the business of basketball. So I think LeBron has a responsibility to his teammates and a bigger responsibility to the league to kind of remind guys, hey, I'm the oldest guy out here. I've played more minutes than everybody. I'm available. Let's try to be more available to our fans and to our teammates. It almost seems like he's doing it on purpose to deliver this message. Like, hey, I'm old school, and I agree with you. You show up for work. I mean, my generation, which is a lot older than yours, we just showed up for work. We didn't get a pat on the back. You just went to work. LeBron is going to work, but is it smart? Because the his goal is to win a championship and yep. be an MVP in that order. Uh, is it smart on his part to be showing up and playing every night? I think it is for him specifically because he has shown – he and Carl Malone are the only guys in league history – that I think we can say they their body just seems to handle wear and tear differently than everyone else ever. I mean, he slipped on a wet spot on Christmas Day, his first year with the Lakers and tore his groin. Aside from that, he's been indestructible. And so I, I've never once watched a playoff series with LeBron and been like, you know what, he looks tired. He plays more minutes and he looks fine. So I do think for certain guys, there is an element of, you need to be peaking at the end of the year. But the other thing, and I would I have this question for you, Dan, some of it seems like pseudoscience and guesswork. Because what what happened with Paul George a few days ago? Embarrassing. It was like it's it's like, okay, he's at 32 and a half minutes, not a second more. Do you know what it reminded me of? 35 years ago, Jordan, when he was coming off the foot injury, and I only remember it because it was in the last dance. He wanted to come back in the game in the last minute. Remember, he was arguing with the coach, and the t- doctors came down. They're like, no, 18 minutes maximum. I'm like, really? With this is the, it, Our science is like, is like our train system. It, it, how did you move coal 100 years ago? Put it on a train. We haven't improved that, 
and we're not improving this either. It's like, ah, we guess an amount of minutes and that's what it is. So I don't even, people are like, oh, you've got to listen to the science. But I think on the minute stuff, the science is guessing. I think it's just really guesswork and I've never seen evidence otherwise. And in baseball, Dan, which I don't talk about a lot, but you do somewhat, it's Jeff Passan wrote a great book that since they have been more focused on pitch counts, like pitch arm injuries have gone up. So some of this, I just don't think we have mastered yet. And I think erring on the side of I'll play when I'm healthy is pretty smart. He's Nick Wright, co-host of First Things First on Fox Sports 1. Kyrie Irving had uh, something on Instagram where he said, maybe we change the logo from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant. Could you see the league? I know Jerry West would be fine with that because Jerry's embarrassed to be the logo. Um, And he brought Kobe into the league, brought him into the Lakers. Could you see where the league would sign off on Kobe replacing Jerry West as the logo? So a few things. One is I read, and I didn't read a full article about it, uh, but I did read yesterday that one of the reasons it has stayed Jerry West is they don't have to pay any royalties on that logo. And I think if you did it with Kobe or with anybody, LeBron's block on Iguodala, Michael Jordan, anything, all of a sudden you're going to have to pay a royalty on every – and that seems untenable. To go from $0 to even if it's just a small percentage, I just don't think that's realistic. I do think, though, if I'm going to touch a third rail here, that Kyrie – in his comment on the idea, like his second line, he did raise, to me, a valid point, which is the NBA is a black league. It is an overwhelmingly black league, and the success of the league has been built for the vast majority by black players, and it does seem a little anachronistic that we've got a white dude from 1962 as the logo, but I also think, think a lot of people don't even know that he's the logo. You know, you know what I know, and I think most fans probably don't know that that's an actual person that in that logo. Yeah, and you know, having spoke to Jerry West about this, you know, you can tell where I don't think they conferred with him. They basically just made him the logo, and then right. he didn't really acknowledge it for a long time. I mean, growing up, I I sort of knew it was Jerry because there was a picture that accompanied that logo picture, but Jerry is embarrassed almost. To, to bring that up. And, and I agree with you. I don't know if the NBA can go, hey, we're going to have Kobe as the logo. What's it going to cost us? Right. And But I don't know. I think Kyrie's on to something, but I don't know if, if, if he's on to something that will actually come to fruition. Well, I wonder, I, I wonder if renaming some of these awards. So the, the Larry O'Brien, I don't think that's going to change. They just named the finals MVP, the Bill Russell, you know, that, that happened a few years ago. I think that's good. Does, and I apologize for not knowing this. Does league MVP, does that trophy have a, have an honorific? Because I think a lot of people feel like Kobe should have won more than one league MVP. He only won the one naming that after him almost as a league. I do feel like there should be something done for Kobe. And I do feel like, we should maybe update some of these names to the more modernized NBA, but I don't know if the logo is what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I don't see it happening, but I look, I appreciate what Kyrie, that Kyrie has a personality. I don't always agree with it, but that he does, he is a thinker 
Um, sometimes he thinks too much. Sometimes he doesn't think enough. But, you know, that he was it's a nice gesture on his part. I, and Kyrie, it was if you remember after Kobe's passing, Kyrie took some time away and Kyrie was exceptionally close with Kobe. And I think Kyrie, we don't look at it because he's so much smaller. But he's modeled a lot of his game after Kobe, even though the games are different. Yeah, I listen, just because sometimes the people who have at times the worst ideas often are also the people that come up with some of the best ideas. And so I, I feel like this happens in television and radio production meetings a lot. The person that is most likely that when they throw something out there, you're going to be like, why do we let that guy talk <laughs> is also a guy who about once a week, you're like, Oh, that's brilliant. And I feel like, you know, Kyrie throws a lot out there. Some of it's a little wacky, but I think he was on to something here without a doubt. I think it was last February. Paulie did the research that uh, the all-star MVP is named after Kobe Bryant. Yeah, right. They, they changed it last year, yeah. but that's also, that's like a, I know. Tier I, award. I, 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 you know I what agree. I mean? I know. Do something. Name the scoring title after him? I don't know. Do something. <laughs> no, like Bradley Beal, come on down and receive the Kobe Bryant. Receive the score. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Yeah, I like, it. Uh, I like it. Do you want in on the J.J. Watt game that we we play? We played it already where we think he's going to end up. Do you, do you want to? Sure. You yeah, I'll one, be in. You got one pick. I got one pick. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. Here's, here's the Nick Wright. Green Bay. Green Bay? Okay. That's my pick. Going out on a limb there. I don't know if it's a limb. I just think Green Bay. They have good cheese, not good barbecue. Come, come to Kansas City for the barbecue, JJ. Stay for the championships. Yeah. That would be my recommendation. Well, you have lived in Houston, so you, you are... Yeah, I lived there for four years and ate what they... Listen, Houston folks, I understand it's been tough times. I empathize with you immensely. But Texas barbecue is fraudulent and not it's not like bad compared to its reputation it's bad compared to food it's just not good it's the hottest take anyone's going to deliver all year <laughs> texas barbecue not good thank you nick we appreciate your time Bye. as always that's the popular nick wright co-host of first things first on fox sports one once again, that was Nick Wright's opinion on Texas barbecue. Polly, you guys went on a, a sojourn yeah. in Houston at the Super Bowl with Houston barbecue. Right. Now, he, he's got a point maybe if he's saying Houston doesn't have a specific style to Houston. It's more Texas barbecue, beef brisket, and so forth. And Kansas City-style barbecue has is, is got more of like a tomato-based sauce on it. You know, there's less pulled pork down in Houston. I don't know. I love Texas barbecue, but it doesn't – Kansas City has its own style that is unique to their town. And so is Memphis. Memphis is more of a sticky sauce. See, I I would go Memphis. Memphis is more of the more of a northern style where it, if there is a northern style where it's more sticky sauce. Kansas City is a little more tomato based. If you want something good, North Carolina they have it's called Lexington barbecue, Lexington style. It's more of a vinegar. Oh man, that's good too. <laughs> I could do this all day. Uh, but Kansas City does have its own style more so than Houston does. Not better or worse. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll get to phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. More on the uh, Lakers loss to the Jazz last night. The Why am I sensing a lot of uh, stay-in-your-lane tweets oh, no, about I know to start coming? I, oh, believe me. <laughs> I know it's coming. 
Uh, actually, Houston is known for a very specific brand of mesquite that, uh, you know, all of that. Tell Nick Wright he's not welcome back. <laughs> I, I didn't know we were going there, but uh, Nick Wright gave that to you. It was the hottest take on the year. We'll take a break. It's uh, coming up. Didn't he call it fraudulent? Wow. I could, he could have just said, but knowing Nick, he can't just say. What, Todd? But, but it's one thing to compare one barbecue to the other. He said food in general. It's not been compared <laughs> to like any food that you might like. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. I walked in today and got a spring in my step. I'm ready to go. I got energy. And uh, I, I, it's got to be based on what I'm doing every single day. I eat right. Get a lot of sleep. Drink a lot of water, take a great supplement, M-Drive, supplement for guys who want to stay on top. Powerful ingredients backed by science. I get energized, stronger, leaner. And uh, when I was an athlete, I was certainly competitive. I'm still competitive, even though I'm not an athlete. But you want to bring that spirit to the show. Like, we compete every single day. Every day is the Super Bowl. Uh, if you're gaining weight, you're tired, you're, just, you're sluggish in the morning, then you got to change things up. Try M-Drive for yourself. They have a lot of great things. You can go to mdrivedan.com today and see what they have on their website. But you can get this supplement at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. You can get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, so don't let age beat you. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost. Smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. Sign up for the DP Show newsletter, available daily at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Go to danpatrick.com, enter your email address in the box that slides out, bottom right-hand corner. You're good to go. Take us up on the biggest sale we've ever had on all of our gear, danpatrick.com. T-shirts just $10. We sold close to 4000 yesterday. I don't know what is left. Stock is limited, but there's hats there. Uh, we got uh Glasses there as well, but you can shop your uh, till your heart's uh, content at danpatrick.com. Get in on all the savings. There are 21 players all time in the NBA who have made at least $200 million. 13 are active. Stat of the day, stat of the day, tap, tap. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Top. Not sure if I have the names of the uh, players who have made $200 million. Um, I did say that, uh, you know, you have the Boston Celtics with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and uh, they made the all-star team for a team that is under 500. Well, it's happened before. This uh, is not the first time that it's happened. Last five times that it happened, uh, let's see, was that uh, Bosch and Wade in 2014 with the Heat? The he, Lakers. By the way, that's a year right after LeBron left. Okay. He, uh, 2012, Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant. Paul Pierce and Rondo in uh, 2011 with the Celtics. Antoine Jameson. And which? Uh, Karan Butler. Karan Butler. He's an all-star? Of 07. And uh, the 06 Nets, Jason Kidd and Vince Carter. So it... It has happened before. It feels like these are championship teams that were on their way down right after their championships. By the way, 
some more love for the Utah Jazz. The Jazz have four players averaging at least 15 points a game. Toronto's the only other team that has that. No, once again, these aren't reasons for you to tune in to watch the Jazz, and that's not what I'm saying. You can if you want, and you can join me when I watch the Utah Jazz. The Jazz team makes six more three-pointers per game than its opponent. That's the best differential for any team all time. Yes, Paulie. You're not watching the Jazz. You're appreciating the Jazz. Tonight. I appreciate the Jazz, but I've watched the Jazz. But you, it's, an, it's an appreciation, not an uh, entertainment vehicle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to go, oh, my God. Like when you walk calmly through a, uh, you know art gallery. Yeah, you, you just admire. You just you watch and you admire. Yes, McLovin. I mean, how about next hour's poll? Who's a better Bogdanovich? The Jazz is... Um... <laughs> Bojan or the Hawks Bogdan? Because apparently the Jazz are the story. Did anyone here not know they were two different people? Because I always thought, I thought they just got traded for each other a couple times a week. I thought they both played for Sacramento. <laughs> At one point, I think they did. But <laughs> did they? they have the same stats too, by the way. Exactly the like same points per game almost. Uh, get a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Christian in Utah. Hey, Christian. Uh, congratulations on uh, your Utah Jazz. Hey, Christian. I think he, I think he's just appreciating the show. He didn't want to talk. Can we take phone calls? We don't know if we can take phone calls. Oh, no, that's a good question. We couldn't take that one. Okay. Try another. All right. How about uh, Jamie in North Carolina? You want to give that a go? Because that's probably not going to go well either. You know, you just can't find good help anymore. You sure can't, can you? Yeah. Well, I thought we had good help. Not anymore. Well, back yeah. to the drawing yeah. board, I guess. Yeah, we'll see if we can hire somebody. Yes, McLovin. It might be for the best with angry jazz fans, angry Houston people. <laughs> <laughs> I think there will be a lot of people angry. Uh, the PGA Tour Spring Swing lifts off in Florida today. Uh, it's the uh, WGC Workday Championship, and coverage starts this weekend at 2.30 Eastern on NBC. You know what I was thinking today? I should have said it yesterday. Every player on tour should wear red today in honor of Tiger Woods when they tee off. Because I'm wondering, you know, they want to pay tribute to him. Everybody's sending their best wishes. How great would that be if every player who teed up today wore red in honor of Tiger Woods? I think it'd be great. Uh, we'll try to get to more phone calls coming up. It's a National Chili Day, but it's also National Chowder Day as well. Uh, I don't really recognize chowder. Wow. No, I don't. You're like like Nick Wright with Houston Barbecue. Well, I, I can recognize chowder, but I don't recognize it as being something great. You don't like clam chowder? No. Is this just like a because you're in New England and you have to be like I don't actually like chowder and I don't sound like that either. <laughs> I, I sorry I grew up in Cincinnati where I, we have chili we, but have, we don't we don't really do chowder we have Gold there. Star chili in Cincinnati but no I I don't do chowder which is essentially soup that okay but it's still called Gold Star chili no I don't do chowder I'm I chili yeah always good chili's always good can't go wrong. But uh, chowder? No, not a, not just in in that. Am I going to upset all the chowder heads out there that think 
How can you not like chowder? How many more um, like food-oriented groups of people yeah. can we upset today yeah. between <laughs> Houston and now the greater New England's chowder region? I'm not worried about it. They don't seem like a real vocal group. You know, the, the chowder group in uh, New England. <laughs> yes, Paul. The Chili Defenders, it's National Chili Day, can get pretty uh, saucy, especially people in Texas. People in Texas especially don't want beans in their chili, and to a point where they make fun of you if you put beans in your chili. And I'm not advocating anything. I'm just presenting. Okay. Yes. I don't want to get on their bad side. There's, yeah. there's also probably a few people in Utah that despise Jello for whatever reason. We've kind of all put them under the umbrella that we assume everyone from Utah just loves Jello. And a few could be sending us some social media, you know, to ease up on that. And we can't assume everyone likes it. Do they have the internet in Utah? I don't even oh, know. No. Why? <laughs> Why? Like. I don't know. The Jello. You, okay. Jello is like a 1950s dessert. Like, what oh. is. Jello is not a modern food. When's the last time you had Jello? Four weeks ago. My kids wanted Jello. We made it. We put some Cool Whip on top. Jed was a millionaire. Yeah, but if you're a grown up and your kids are grown up, you're not having Jello. It's a refreshing. Go. It's like going back to your past. Like when I watch that commercial where the guy leaves the Jello on top of his car, that <laughs> insurance company or whatever, Geico. Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah. And there's a goldfish on yeah, top of another car. Goldfish. Like I, I, I. I wouldn't have any problem if the jello fell off the back of the car there. Yes, Tom. But if you're on a liquid diet, though, it's, it's really that broth and, you know, maybe some ginger ale. You, the jello becomes a significant part of the diet. I think if I would, you know, if you're in the hospital, maybe yeah. you've had jello. But I, I can't imagine that you go, you know what? I'm, I'm really jonesing for some jello. Pre colonoscopy jello is a must. That's pretty <laughs> much your last meal before going through this. Tim Legler from the Mothership will join us uh, coming up next hour. We'll uh, get his thoughts on. The Utah Jazz. <laughs> and should the Laker fans be nervous about uh, what's going on? I don't know if there's any other real news now that Devin Booker is named to the All-Star team. Are there any other headlines going on with the NBA? Yeah, McLovin. I saw a highlight last night where it was Danil Gallinari was shooting logo threes. Yeah. Like 15 feet behind the line. Is yeah. that the new thing in the NBA that the you can't shoot a three, you have to be even farther back? I was watching last night. I don't even know the game, um, but I, you had somebody just, it was just a normal coming down and setting up the offense, and they took a three from about 35 feet away, and I went, how could that be the design? Or, And it's not something like it was uh, Trey Young where you go, hey, you got the green light, or Steph Curry. It was just like, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you? That's the shot you could, that's the best shot you could get. Did it go in? No. No. But it feels like now because of Steph Curry. I can credit Steph Curry, but I got to give him a little bit of blame. It's like and I'll make it personal. It's it's similar to when Oberman and myself did highlights on Sports Center. We got credit because we did it differently, but we deserve blame because Everybody then wanted to do highlights that way. You watch Steph Curry, everybody goes, he's not a big guy, and he's shooting that far. Now we want to do it. The most influential basketball player, when it comes to style, the ability for people who are regular people, kids who know that they're not going to play, maybe even high school, they all think they can be Steph Curry. There's no other player that's played where you have all of us going, 
I mean, I want to play like Jordan. I know I can't play like Jordan. Can I shoot where Steph Curry is when I was younger? Not that I could make him, but I could shoot there. Every kid now, if you watch a pickup game, there is nothing that's out of their range in their minds. And it's crazy. But even college basketball, it's tough to watch college basketball because there are guys, most guys can't shoot, it feels like. But they think they can shoot. And that doesn't stop them from shooting. And it feels like the best play drawn up is, I don't know, take a three. Yeah, Paul. I was watching Marquette in North Carolina last night, and it was it was kind of refreshing because it was the opposite. North Carolina was doing this full court press, even though they lost. And it was it was really fantastic to see a college team because nobody in the pros ever does a full court press ever. But North Carolina was doing this great full court press, and it was they're hassling Marquette, and there was pick and roll basketball, and yeah, but Carolina got blown out. Right. I'm just saying from an aesthetics of watching the game, I was appreciating the uh, contest. Yeah, that's a devastating loss for North Carolina. Because I I don't know if they're going to get in the tournament, but Marquette looked great. But uh, yeah, I watched that. It was like forty five to twenty two, and I went, "Woo, yes, McLevin." But you don't stand a chance in college basketball without the three, right? Isn't that how you win because of the you know the science of the game? Well, I can go back to Paul Westhead at Loyola Marymount and Rick Pitino at Providence. Those are two of the coaches, and I'm sure I'm leaving out somebody, but Patino had a team with Billy Donovan as one of his star players, and they weren't, he didn't have great players. He probably didn't have very good players. He had some good players, but he had a philosophy of shooting the three. And we know what Paul Westhead did with Loyola Marymount. They shot the three, but, I mean, theirs was just, we want to we want to get you running. We, we, we want to make this high scoring in what Westhead did. Uh, but Rick, Rick Pitino back at Providence, that was an amazing tournament run and they shot the three, but it feels like, you know, college basketball moved the three back. I'm wondering if they get to the NBA three, if like, it's too much of a good thing. I like to see good shooters, but I don't like to see bad shooters. And it's not like you have bad dunkers, Right. You know, it's not like, hey, I'm going to try to dunk. Like John Stockton didn't go, I, I guess I got to try to dunk here. You get bad three-point shooters. And that's the problem with, you know, watching a lot of this. Certainly in college, because you're going, gosh, how about inside, mid-range jumper, pick and roll, like something, little ball movement. It's just five guys on the perimeter. Yeah, Paul. College basketball brought in the three-point line in the 86-87 season. Indiana won the title that year, and Steve Alford became a star. That, and it was, it was new at the time. He averaged six three-point attempts per game, which was by far the most in the country. He shot 53% from three. He ended up being like one of the players of the year. They won the title, and that was the direct effect of the three-point line that year. And I wonder if Steve Alford was playing now uh... – You'd have to have him shoot. And this is Bob Knight. You know, Bob Knight doesn't strike me as I'm going to embrace the three. It's like Greg Popovich. You know, Popovich still hasn't embraced the three. But you give Steve Alford the green light, and you know he was a knockdown shooter. But even with Larry Bird, you know, you see those numbers. People, you know, at that time, we didn't think that was smart basketball, the three-point shot. Or Bird would have taken 
10 a game. You know, Dennis Scott, like those guys, Del Curry, they, they would have taken 10 a game. At least you would want them to because they were great shooters. And now you got guys who aren't good shooters and they're taking threes. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll try to get to phone calls here coming up. We'll check in with Tim Legler. Be good to visit with Legs on loan from the mothership. And uh, we're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? I'd crack of the beer. Absolutely. Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app, and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on 
was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Nobody thinks the NFL scouting combine is perfect at this point. Most smart football fans and hopefully the teams realize that Working out in shorts doesn't exactly translate directly to the field, but this year teams, they're going to miss out on the annual event and they're going to miss out more than you'd think. Normally the on-field workouts would be starting today and the league canceled the combine this year. Now teams have to gather as much information as they can remotely. It's going to be difficult to do that. And what happens at the combine I know we see the 40-yard dash and the cone drill and how many times can you bench 225. The important parts, from what I'm told, is the medical, being able to go over the medicals and being able to have, especially quarterbacks, stand in front of the whiteboard in diagram plays in real time. That's what they want to know. That's what they want to see. Scouting staffs, they're you know, getting limited information. They know less about the prospects, and they'll be able to meet fewer of them in person. So it's going to be a real test when it comes to draft day. The draft is already a crapshoot. Even the top five picks, far from guarantees. And then you add in the unusual elements of the pandemic. And this might be one of the stranger drafts in NFL history. I think it's going to be top-heavy with quarterbacks, or at least it feels that way right now. Uh, There'll probably be a few trades in here as well in the first round. But there's always one outlier. There's always a team where you go, "I I didn't see that one coming. Feels like every year somebody surprises you. They fell in love with somebody. They went up and got that guy. And that's probably going to be the case this year. Is somebody going to fall in love with somebody at number two? Can you offer a package that the Jacksonville Jaguars will go, hmm, let me think about that? Could you offer four first round draft picks and a player? Would Jacksonville be interested in that? Now, I wouldn't. I would say I want Trevor Lawrence, and uh, that's why Urban Meyer took this job. If he had the number two pick in the draft, I don't think he takes this job. Now, I don't know if he's acknowledged that. I don't know if he would acknowledge that. But that's a question I would ask him. If you didn't have the number one pick, would you have taken this job? Because Trevor gives you time. You got the financial aspect of this, the fans aspect of this, Nobody's saying Jacksonville is going to win in year one or year two. Now, year three, you're going to ramp up the pressure. Now, Urban Meyer is going to put enough pressure on himself that it doesn't matter what happens in year three with outside pressure. But going into this draft, Devontae Smith, you still have questions about him? 
Teams have questions about him. Is Jamar Chase, the LSU wide receiver who sat out last year, a better pro prospect? Devontae Smith was wonderful in college. Jamar Chase could be a better pro prospect out of LSU. What do you do if you're the Jets? Is Zach Wilson a lateral move for you if you bring him in? Does it make more sense to keep Sam Darnold, try him for a year, and then maybe you get some draft picks here where you can build up your roster? Then you have the Atlanta Falcons. Do the Falcons go all in on a quarterback here? They got the fourth pick overall. How bad do you want Zach Wilson? Mac Jones is moving up. How he's moving up? I'm not quite sure because he hasn't played a football game in a couple of months, but he's moving up. Now he makes all the throws. Okay. The tape doesn't lie. I always love, you know, when these guys look at their pro day or there's the combine and then all of a sudden they outsmart themselves. You know, I go back, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Lamar Jackson. We're quite sure. I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater was tough. Now, obviously, he went through the devastating knee injury. Lamar Jackson did what you wanted him to do in college. He dominated. He was a highlight. He could run. He could pass. Eh, can, he, can he throw outside the numbers? Can he throw somebody open? I don't know. I just know with what I saw at Louisville, he was pretty damn good. Now, I, I don't know what somebody saw with Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know what somebody saw with Daniel Jones where they went, we have to have that guy. Zach Wilson, I watched when he was really good, and I watched when he was really bad against Coastal Carolina. I'm guessing he's somewhere in between right now. Is that worth the number two pick in the draft? Got a big arm. He's been compared to Aaron Rodgers as far as talent goes, but Mac Jones, I have no idea. Do I think he throws a better football than Tua? Yes, I do. But I've seen it look easy for Dwayne Haskins. And it's not easy when you get to the pros. And Dwayne Haskins struggled. But Mac Jones has, you know, a great offensive line, great running back, great targets, and one of the great coaches in the history of the sport. Other than that, (laughs) that's the hard part. Now I don't even get to be around him. And then I got to figure out, is he a top 10 quarterback? Because I think he's going to end up being in the top 10. And this goes back to a couple of weeks ago when I have a friend who's a scout. And he said, hey, Mac Jones is moving up. I said he hadn't played. He goes, but we're getting information now. That's where you reach out to Saban. That's where you reach out to defensive coordinators for other college teams. Like they, they have this whole process here. And I said, and so I said it on the air. I said, Mac Jones is moving up. He was a late first round pick. And here he comes. Then it was, well, maybe 15, the Patriots take him. Now we're talking top 10 for Mac Jones. I don't know how good he is. Kyle Trask. I don't know how good he is. Justin Fields. I don't know how good he is. It's going to be even harder this year when it comes to draft picks and without the combine, you know, we we've seen teams whiff when they're allowed to be around players, when they can go to the combine, go to their pro day, they have everything there for them and they still whiff. And I think you're going to see 
And that's why I don't understand what the Texans are doing. Because if Houston knows this is a dead-end street with Deshaun Watson, that we know it, we don't want to admit it, but we know it. Then you have to say, at what point do we go, the timing is right to just say, we've got a tag sale, everybody come in, tell us what you want to offer for Deshaun Watson. Because, you know, to exacerbate the problem, Deshaun Watson can then say to the Texans, uh, that's a good deal for you, that's not a good deal for me. Because he can veto a trade. But I still want to know what you what what are you willing to give up? And I would just sit down with him and say, look, Deshaun, if you don't want to be here, tell us the teams that you would go to. Now, if if you exhaust all the avenues and we say, you know what, you don't want to be here because of ownership or the front office or hiring, you know, practices, then help us trade you. That 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 would be my because I don't want to have the market dry up. From the standpoint of maybe I lose two teams that would be interested because they're going to go, well, all right, let's uh, go into the draft. Or let's see if we can trade. Uh, let's see if we can get Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Let's see if we can get uh, Marcus Mariota. Because teams are going to go, all right, we got to get somebody for next year. And then you're going to go into the draft where you're going to have probably five quarterbacks in the first round. And four in the top 10, 12 picks. That's where if I'm the Texans, take advantage. You know, get in front of people and then see what everybody's willing to offer. Because I think what you're going to do is you're going to turn off some teams and they're going to go, okay, let's just do our due diligence on this player, this draft pick, trade potential, those kind of things. That's what's surprising. Final hour coming up. We'll talk to Tim Legler Legler, uh, from the mothership on the struggles of the L.A. Lakers. Final hour coming up. Close out the second hour with Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. Rockauto.com was founded back in 1999, but founded by basically automotive engineers. It's a family-run business. Two goals in mind. They want to give you direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second... They want to offer reliably low prices. Go figure. RockAuto.com. Correct parts for both old and new cars. Because you can't just pour 10W30 oil into just about any engine you like over the last 30 years. RockAuto.com. Specific oil, transmission, fluid, antifreeze, other chemicals your car must have. So don't waste time. Don't waste money hunting for parts, phoning, driving, waiting in lines. Go to RockAuto.com today and make sure you tell them we sent you. All you do is write Dan Patrick in the how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com. Good luck. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, 
Whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE dash SUV.